This is the Arm Updates podcast featuring Mike Schiller and hosted by Justin Poulin. Tune in every month as we highlight trends, strategies, and solutions from the field to advance the healthcare supply chain. And now, Mike and Justin. Welcome to the Arm Updates podcast. This is Justin Poulin, host of the Power Supply podcast. And with me from Arm is Mike Schiller. You all know him. And we're back for another update for the month of November, highlighting strategies, solutions, and trends from the field to help advance the healthcare supply chain. And we've got some high-level updates for you regarding the UDI forum that was held at the end of last month, some ARM activities, including reimagining ARM, and then keeping our eyes on some developments outside of the country in our On the Fringe segment of the podcast, looking at the Israel-Hamas war and the Panama Canal. So stay tuned for that at the end. But first, Mike, welcome to the ARM Updates podcast. And sounds like things went really, really well last month. Yeah, it did, Justin. The UDI form, we had 25% increase in attendance year over year, so we couldn't be happier about that. We had a number of supporters come out and support the UDI form as well. And I'll tell you, the the engagement, 55 on average were the number of attendees for the, each of the six sessions that we held. The engagement with, with those participants in those sessions in either the chat or the Q&A windows was just off the charts. It was off the charts. People were asking questions of the panelists. We had participants who were answering each other's questions and pointing people to other resources. So very, very dynamic and definitely a, a big increase in the level of engagement in that area as well as, uh, as just overall with the form, as I mentioned, with the increase in participation numbers. So we feel very, very good coming out of this year's forum uh, as we start to, you know, begin to loosely put our head around what does the UDI form look like for 2024? But yeah, it ran October 31st, November 1st, and November 2nd. The All of the sessions have been recorded and all of the sessions are available as on demand. So if you registered but didn't have a chance to attend all of the sessions, not a problem. Those sessions were all available as of Friday last week. So the, the form ended Thursday the 2nd. By Friday, we had every session up and posted online. If you're interested in listening because you just couldn't attend period or didn't have the chance or opportunity to register, not a problem. Go to the ARM website, look at the UDI form page, and there's opportunities for you to go ahead and engage and listen to those on-demand recordings and register for those. But yeah, we couldn't be happier. And I think it really sets a strong tone as, again, we begin to start to think about what 2024 looks like. Yeah, let's keep pushing this forward 100%. You know, just standardization, that visibility, and and even like just having a foundation for interoperability and the exchange of information at the pace that we all need to be moving right now, it is so critical. Mike, thanks for that update and just for all the work that ARM's doing to really continue to make this a reality and continue to improve the utilization of the potential of UDI, right? Because we're just scratching the surface. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. And, 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 you know, it takes a community, Justin. It really does. It, we're, we're, we're honored to be able to kind of be that voice, be the, what I like to call the great convener to bring the healthcare field around and the stakeholders, right? Bringing everybody around the same table. But it really is going to take that community and hats off to the FDA and their engagement as participants and all of the work groups that we've held since the UDI, uh, Learning UDI community was founded in 2016, I want to say it was. And it's neat to see Indira Kanduri and her team really the renewed focus that that exists there around the UDI. Exactly to your point, Justin, right, to begin to realize the benefits manufacturers have invested and they're labeling the products that there's still, you know, work for all of us to do as we think through all of the various stakeholder groups. But now's the time to really begin to maximize the benefits that that exist. It's just beginning to operationalize those and realize those. Okay, so let's go into our second segment. And this one is really interesting. And I didn't realize that this was in the works until you just brought it up as we prepared. It's top secret. Yeah, it's top well, secret. We're blowing the lid off the secret, apparently, <laughs> today. Uh, reimagining ARM. I think this, this could mean so many different things. So why don't you tell us what this is and how it came about and what exactly are, are some of the early steps that you're going to be taking? Yeah, we're we're really looking forward to this project here. We've started talking about it just really a, a few short months ago, myself and our vice president of the uh, professional membership group field engagement team here at the AHA. So basically, right, supply chain's changed. The supply chain field has changed. The needs of the supply chain professional have changed since covid COVID is like that, that, that line of demarcation, right? Our conversations are, oh, that was pre-COVID. This is post-COVID. We know just how dramatically the field has changed and the demands on the supply chain professionals and uh, healthcare organizations, right? Uh, and just, uh, again, other stakeholders uh, as well that, that comprise the healthcare field. We have to adopt. We have to change. We have to meet these new changing needs and the demands of the workforce, the supply chain leaders out there today. So that's really what this is about, right? We're looking to take input in from a number of different sources. The consulting group that we've engaged with is going to be conducting interviews to bring the voice of our members, the voice of the field, even those who are not our members, into, you know, what does ARM need to be? What what are you looking for from the premier supply chain leader, the Association for Supply Chain Leaders? And part of that is a voice of the member survey that we kicked off on our own to help to, well, to share this with the consultants, number one, but also to help and in, inform the content that we develop for our members. You know, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a long year. It's been a tough year. We've had a lot of open positions. I'm, I'm so excited that all of our positions are filled. We've got our education team has instructional design background. Both our education manager and uh, education specialist have instructional design backgrounds. And it's a very different way on, on developing content. And so with that expertise now in the fold, we're really looking to get the voice of the member to come to us and help inform and guide us as we're looking at what content do we need to develop. So uh, that survey is out. That survey will be out through the end of the year. If you get ARM e-news in your inbox on Tuesday, please take a look at that. There's a lot of great information in that that, that e-news 
email, but one of the pieces is a link to the Voice of the Member survey. It's 90 seconds, bandwidth light intentionally. <laughs> it's five questions, right? It's it's what content do you want to see ARM develop? What modality or modalities do you want us to deliver that content? And then three questions, Justin, that we asked at the conference. What should ARM keep doing? What should ARM start doing? And what should ARM stop doing? And so, again, these five questions, 90 seconds, will really help to inform us, but will also be content that we share with our consultants as they come back to us after all of these various interviews and inputs that they're taking in, as well as their market assessments and the roadmap that they're going to be sharing with me and a couple of our other leaders here at ARM and AHA in the middle of January. And then after that, baby, you know, buckle up because we're, we're going we're gonna to start adopting and operationalizing some of these roadmap initiatives, short, mid and long term initiatives. Excellent. Excellent. I really am interested to see some of the feedback because there has been, you know, some new developments just in educational material. You know, obviously this podcast is, is a component of that, but there's been a lot that you've done. And, and I'm interested to hear what people have been catching on to, what they've enjoyed so far. And, and also like always looking for great ideas, right? And maybe mm-hmm. how are people finding, you know, other avenues for education, like what's easy to your point, the survey is 90 seconds. And so making education accessible is a big, big part of, you know, people getting their CECs to maintain their certifications as well. Yeah. And how else could we come alongside today's supply chain professional, right? There's education. What are some of the other ideas? You know, I, uh, I've i encouraged everybody. I've encouraged our team. Think boldly. Approach this engagement as if the supply chain, as if ARM doesn't exist. And we're just a bunch of leaders coming together saying, hey, we got a great idea. Let's let's create a supply chain association. What should that association look like? I mean, that's the type of bold thinking that uh, I've encouraged our stakeholders who are going to be giving us some feedback. I've encouraged our team to give as well, and 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 they've done a great job. We had our first kickoff call this morning, uh, so I'm really excited by this program and this project. Truly reimagining for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to hit the on the fringe, and you know both of our updates come from outside of the country. I think everybody is extremely familiar with our first topic. It's definitely all over the news and wondering how it's going to impact us. And we've talked about our second topic, the Panama Canal, in the past. So this is just more of an update on that. But let's start with the Israel-Hamas war. And are there any potential impacts coming to the U.S. supply chain that you're aware of at this point, Mike? Yeah, we're we're definitely monitoring this, and as is the public-private task force, the Joint Supply Chain Resiliency Work Group. But at this point in time, there really there's there's no significant impact. I want to say today, the longer this war continues, the risk for impact to the supply chain obviously increases. Expansion of this war into other regions other areas there within the Middle East certainly is another risk factor that could change that, right, where we could see greater impact on global supply chains. You know, there are drug and pharmaceutical manufacturers in that space. There's technology manufacturers over there in the Middle East. 
We've got uh, pharmaceutical companies that produce APIs. That's the active pharmaceutical ingredients. So there's the potential for the impact. Again, thankfully, right now, we're, we're, we're not seeing an impact from a supply chain standpoint. You know, sadly, there's the, you know, the uh, just the, the human drama uh, that's a result of any war. And we're seeing that, of course, here with this. But um, supply chain, so far, so good. But again, as I said, those those other variables that I mentioned could uh, could change the dynamic and we could see uh, more of a significant impact. But so far, nothing to really report on. You mentioned the Panama Canal. And yeah, this is another situation that we're watching very closely. Uh, to just level set the audience, the Panama Canal is fed by a freshwater lake that uh, the levels continue to drop because of the uh, continuing drought conditions in that region. So initially, the transits were 36. The authorities dropped them down to 32. Effective November 3rd, the uh, transits were dropped further to a number of 25. So 25 transits per day, and the Panama Canal Authority is ready to continue dropping the number of transits down to 18 by February 1st if these drought conditions continue. Uh, this is some information that, that we've gathered through one of my inputs. G Captain is the name of the site, so uh, that's what I'm referencing for these. But yeah, ARM is watching this. The group we belong to, the Joint Supply Chain Resiliency Work Group, uh, is keeping an eye on this situation. So again, uh, if draw conditions do continue, we can see further transit reductions through the canal, which means alternative routes will become an option. But the downside of the alternative routes is an additional up to 20 days of additional transit time. So that's the downside there. Hopefully, a uh, couple months from now, right, we can talk about this as being a non-issue and rainfall levels return to normal in that region. But until then, we'll continue to keep a close eye on this one. Yeah, that would be great. Monitoring both, keeping our eye on it, Mike. Great job today. I do want to plug one more time, everybody, to be on the lookout for that e-news and participate in that 90-second survey. And I really like the way you positioned it, Mike. Imagine we're building it from scratch, what needs to be there, and and not really limiting you know, the vision that you might have for how ARM can come alongside you and support you to what you've seen before, but really what could be. And Mike, anything you want to add before we wrap up? No, no, I, uh, help us, right? Help us help you and uh, take the 90 seconds and come alongside us as we come alongside you with a reimagined arm. So I appreciate the opportunity to, to meet with you, Justin. I love these monthly updates. Uh, they've been a lot of fun and looking forward to continuing this into 2024. Well, you're obviously really hard at work. We always have something to talk about every single <laughs> month. Um, you know, and I hope everybody enjoys the holiday season. I yes. know we'll be back yes. in December, but things are kicking off here very shortly. Actually, as we record this, it's Veterans Day weekend and then mm. Thanksgiving right around the corner. So I hope everybody enjoys the holidays and we'll be back in December. Thank you again for listening to this November edition of the ARM Updates podcast. And I'd like to just salute all of our veterans in the service to our country. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ARM Updates podcast. For additional resources, visit our website at arm.org. That's A-H-R-M-M dot org. Tune in next month for another edition of the ARM Updates podcast.